Welcome to Education Suspended, a podcast focused on exploring, engaging, and dialoguing with those in education who are passionate about changing the status quo and evolving the archaic system we have inherited. Education Suspended is a production of Intricate Roots Educational Consulting Services. Our editor and production manager is Katie Kunin. Our producer is Jamie Higa, and our music is provided by Poets Row. Hey, everybody. Jessica Pfeiffer here. Welcome to Education Suspended, Episode 20. Yes, you heard right. We have made it to Episode 20, and I'm so excited that this journey has been filled with absolute gratitude and abundance of learning. It's been an amazing experience. So this is our fourth reflective dissociation session. And if you are new and just joining us for the first time and thinking to yourself, what the heck is a reflective dissociation session? Essentially, we decided as hosts um, that Steve and I wanted a place that we could also just process all the information that we have heard from the episodes. So we do a reflective dissociation session after every four episodes. So we are going to be talking about our connections with Music for Your Mental Health, with Dr. Helen Lees, with Ignacio uh, down in Austin, Texas, and with our good friend Nelba, who's out on the East Coast. They were really, really rich episodes, and so there's a lot to take away. We also are going to do something fun right now, since we are on episode 20, and we want to celebrate that. We are going to do another Yeti mug giveaway. So here's how this is going to work. If you go to Intricate Roots on Instagram, how you enter to win this mug is that you pick one of your favorite episodes from our story and you tag that on your story. You also then tag five of your friends, including Intricate Roots. So you got to have some folks up. And so for every episode that you share in your story, it's going to give you one entry for the Yeti mug. Yeah. So hopefully you all do that. We've got some cool stuff headed your way. We're grateful for all you listeners and sharing this word. We're living the dream here, everybody. We're living the dream. All right, sit back and enjoy our reflective dissociation session with Education Suspended. I see the recording is now in progress. We are doing this. The countdown was great this time. I can't believe it's October. Well, no, we're mid-October at this point. And I can't believe that when- Mid-October, where are you living? Well, listen, we're not second of October, the second of October. Yeah. Let's just start this recording all over again, because don't forget, we're not releasing this for another week and a half. You You two kill me. I I know, but that's what should be on the recordings. People should know the reality of the show. Like you're you're this is what I have to work with people. You didn't even warn us. I just figured you would be on the same page as me. This is going to be so fun to edit. (laughs) yeah you want us to start again i don't even know i actually don't know what to do just roll with it i also feel it it is encompassing of how we're all feeling these days in the educational system just trying to stay afloat (laughs) anyway all right we're on episode 20 thank you for that doggy paddle there jamie that's what it's like beautiful we've done it we've gotten we've gotten this far i cannot believe we're 20 episodes in Yeah, we're just going to take some time today to talk through our last four episodes that were awesome. I feel bad saying that because they've all been awesome. 
You know what, what I'm thinking, I was just thinking how, for me personally, the exposure to all of these different people is so valuable. And, and I hope listeners realize you don't have to agree with everybody. You don't have to go along with everything you hear, but your exposure to what is really the folks that are really out there who just love and care about kids and, and life. It's, it's amazing. This is quite a lineup, Yeah, you know, that we're, we're talking about even in this reflection. Yeah. And there's, I just have gratitude. Like every time we're done recording, I'm like, oh, we are so lucky. This is so cool that this many people want to shift this system. Well, let's jump into it. So we had episode 16, 17, 18, and 19. And that first episode was music for your mental health with Jared Haskell. And we had Stevie back. And that was so fun. Their stories. What's it? Wasn't it Haskell sharing who would come to his house or like watch him kind of break dance? I don't oh, remember. Ice, ice tea. Ice tea. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they know all those guys. Yeah. It was so fun, but I love the organization, kind of their connection to connecting rhythm and learning. I mean, it was very similar to when we had, we had Luke on, but they are just leading the way. And Stevie's brother didn't make it on, right? He was going to be on. Yeah. We'll get to meet him later. We'll, We'll have him on sometime. And the beautiful work they're doing in, in Compton, you know, and probably Long Beach and in the areas that that Stevie's a part of, but they're, they're doing what we believe in. They're they're bringing music into the classroom. Yeah. Well, and I think there are two big takeaways that I really love that they highlighted the first one. And we talk about it all the time, but the first one was just the innate connection that music brings. And so we need that. If there's ever a time right now that we need to feel connected to, to others, it's, it's during COVID it's during the school year that we're having a like a heinous time bouncing back from. And so talking to our teachers, I, I even just did a um, a training yesterday um, with a school, an, an alternative school here in Colorado. And we we explore that exact question. What does it look like to bring, bring rhythmic experiences into the day? And the other people, well, let's just start with that. Go ahead, Greener. Do you, well, do you remember the other story What I thought was so cute and I've told it to a few people and I might not get it 100% right, but listen to the episode was the, the one special song they played for us was something about people wearing glasses. And uh, they went to a school and asked and they were going to get volunteers to come up and either help perform the song or be a part of it in some way. <laughs> and they knew, you know, all the typical hand raisers that wiggle and squiggle and want to get up there so bad that they knew they'd have to get around them. So they, they just started saying, well, how, how many of you wear glasses? And all the kids, I believe all the kids they brought up were kids who wore, wore glasses. And it was, it was so cute how they, they really found sort of even the lightly marginalization that might come from being a kid who wears glasses. They found a way to celebrate who they were and, and make them kind of heroic on stage. I thought it was, yeah. it was a cool story. Oh, I love that. I still listen to that song. I love that song. It's so catchy. Yeah, it was good. And we need it right now, y'all. We need music in classrooms. Freeze dance is a fun thing you can do. Uh, Letting them be DJ for a day. That school I was just talking about, the teacher's like, well, I asked them if anyone wanted to play music and everyone said no. I'm like, well, still do it. Then you become the DJ for the day. And I guarantee before long, these kids are going to want like, actually, because I said I would probably play Sound of Music with Julie Andrews. And I guarantee that would inspire kids to think of other things that they want to listen to. Um, but just That would that would get you a new DJ, right? Yeah, there. you get a new, D, new DJ real quick. I don't know. Anyway, it's just, I love that they brought that up. And it was so such an honor to have them and that, that connection. We need it. We need it more than ever. 
and it's interesting, like if we kind of move into our interview and, and connection with Dr. Helen Lees, like she, she came at connection from a totally different way. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you could not get more opposite, right? Of like playing music, sensory input versus silence. Just silence, right? And our schools are so, I mean, so loud. And I really loved kind of that component. One of the most unusual interviews, I think we've not unusual that she was unusual, but just to really focus on the space, needing space, our brain needing space, our, our brain needing quiet, you know, and the whole mindful piece of that was uh, really unique. I, I, I think Dr. Helen was very unique in, in bringing that perspective that you just won't hear very often about celebrating silence in school. Like, you're right. Our schools are loud. Um, our restaurants are loud. It's almost like people have become comfortable with loud. And she was teaching us how to become comfortable with silence. Yeah, that, That's personally very ingratiating to me. I, I, I loved what she had to teach. Right. And it, I think the other, I didn't, I took that, but I also interpreted her loud as something beyond just actual volume level. Yeah. It's, all, it's also just loud and it's consistent persistence to not stop, right? We we are enamored with the educational culture that is bell to bell. I got I got 60 minutes. Oh, blessed be, I better use that entire 60 minutes. And her challenge was like, no, <laughs> right? Like silence means they were actually, to your point, Grainer, finding that space just to stop. And you and I know, right? you and I talk about this on a regular basis with schools of like that space to just do nothing is actually vitally important to the learning process. And we never do it in education, but that's what I took from it. Right. Of like, yeah, the no, I mean, you go into, I mean, you love middle school and you live, worked there for 30 plus years. You go into a middle school, you need headphones. It's so loud in those hallways, but even when it's not that loud, it's just, it's nonstop. Go, 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 go. And we have to stop. We have to stop. And, and I found in that middle school that kids did love the silence when you, when you would bring it, if you could bring it um, and, and they kids respond to it. So it's just a really important uh, aspect of teaching to consider the value of silence. Yeah, and they respond to it because it gives them, I think what we said um, in the intro for that episode is like her description of it gives them agency. It gives them some element of control over their mind in the moment, over their body in the moment, their thoughts in the moment. And that is also something that we do not do enough, in my opinion, in our classrooms of getting giving true agency to our students. And silence does that. And it can be really uncomfortable. It can be really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a growing, you know, you, you talk about teaching bell to bell. I'll tell you why we all of us teachers learn to teach bell to bell. We're too afraid hell will break loose if we don't. We don't appreciate and respect and, and we're a little afraid of the quietness. But we're learning, you know, that that's a requirement for long-term memory. It's it's a requirement for regulation. So it's it's changing, I hope. And and I liked how you said it. The whole bell bell to bell thing doesn't have to happen. I learned that in my last few years. Hey, I can get more done in 20 minutes of engagement with some silence and music and movement and rhythm built in than I could if I thought I was packing the bell to bell operation. It didn't work. Yeah, no, there's ever a time that we need that. We need it right now. We yeah. need to give permission to our teachers. It's okay to stop. And the kids can't do it right now anyway, nor can, nor can we, right? So right. just giving that permission, giving that permission. 
think next we had Ignacio. I really yeah. liked Ignacio. He's like walking the walk, which what I really, really liked. And the story that he brought um, of his own experience was super cool. And it's, what's what's the name? Walnut Creek, right? That's his. Yeah, name. I got to go visit Ignacio and Walnut Creek. I think it was after our episode with him. Doesn't matter whether it was before or after. And and you guys are right. They they walk the walk. They live it at that school. That school is built on regulate, relate, and reason. They that sequence of engagement for kids is memorized there. It's displayed everywhere. But Ignacio, when you go visit, he lives it. I saw him dance, <laughs> dancing with the kids. I jumped in and danced with him too. I, I you know, I, I wasn't Elaine from Seinfeld. I was better, but I jumped in and, and danced. It, reg- it felt good to me. It felt good to the kids. And, and he was, yeah, he was, he lives it. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's an amazing school to visit mm-hmm. in real time. By the way, they're facing even new challenges with, because they, as a therapeutic community are taking in a number of Afghan families and children into their schools. So it's, it's a new challenge for them. Yeah. I think we have to acknowledge it took them four years to get to where they are, how yeah. hard they work to change their school perception in their neighborhood. And, and it's now the oasis of the neighborhood mm-hmm. and it's being looked at it that way. So you're right. He lives it. So Greener, I'm glad that you brought that up. What I don't think we've shared shared with our listeners before is kind of, we essentially have a catalog or an inventory of episodes that we record because we record quite a bit. Um, and so Ignacio, we he was one of our very first interviews when we started this journey. But but I held on to it, right? Because it was so rich and I knew that the messages that he had to share would probably come in more handy later on. And it did, right? Which is why we released it with these four, because he really had the themes that we need to hear right now. He had the themes of, of having regulation first, and he had the systemic theme, which I think all of us need to be rooted in right now of, yes, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of stress going on right now, but the schools that are doing okay, relatively speaking, the schools that are doing okay, the theme there is that their staff are on the same page, they have a common lens, and their tier one is uniform. And that's what he brought to the table for me of like, you you just said it. it took him four years as a system to get there. And because of that work during this time of stress, during a, of a time of adversity, when they're getting students that have a, an extreme trauma, they're still doing okay. They are equipped, we think, and we hope, um, because I know it's hard, but they're equipped to handle a situation with the, um, the new refugees that they're they're going to be working with. That situation would have crushed them in the past. Four years ago, that would have crushed their school. And now they are using the network they've built to to try to manage it. And it's still really hard. But they're they're doing all the right things. um, And and it reflects what Ignacio shared with us. They, They got the parents involved. They have parent trainers. They have young teachers who are... Are, are doing this training and can speak well of, you know, a, a neuroscience backed approach. It, it, it is everything you just said, Jessica, it's very much a community and it's, a, it's become the powerful community of that neighborhood. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, we just talked about the music for your mental health and the work that they're doing, Dr. Helen Lees and her focus on quiet, right? That reflective space, that silent space in his school is the perfect example of like, they could have been doing all of that, but unless they knew the why, 
it wouldn't have worked. And so they established the why, which is why they're having success with yeah. the rhythm in their classroom, the reflective dissociation time in their classroom. So I loved, I loved talking to him. And then our last one that we, that we are, that we just released prior to this one is our um, interview with Nelba. Yeah. And it was interesting. Like I found myself very anxious going into that interview. I've, I've known Nelba, you and I have both known Nelba for years and while we've connected um, and I have found her such a, an engaging and regulating spirit to be around, you know, we really just hadn't jumped into the trauma that has been her life. And I think for me, I just, I found myself anxious of like, how do you even begin to unpack that? And I've heard like you and I, we've heard her speak, but I think we both know, like, you know, I, I even when I'm talking about hard stuff, I have the capacity to kind of check out a little bit, right. Of like to disengage. Yeah. Um, but it was her episode. I really liked. I've actually listened to it twice since we've released it because there's just so much in it. A, a lot of uh, what would we call it? Post-traumatic wisdom uh, that, that comes from Nelva in a beautiful way. I, I have, whether it was on this, our podcast or hearing Nelva speak, I kind of get it all mixed up because I've taken in, I think a lot of little wise, many wise little tidbits from Nelva. Um, but I, I like the idea that that she at least indirectly brings up that we don't need heroes. We need we need just members of the community to participate and do what they can. There were so many people who came to Sandy Hook to be heroic and some to make a name for itself and some to make money, frankly, that that were very harmful to that community, maybe even some that continue to be harmful. And I think she set the record straight on that very well, but you know, we don't need heroes to come rushing in. We need people to give us space, give us understanding, give us grace and listen. Yeah. A lot more than talk. Yeah. And we did that. We did that to our teachers. Any, any teacher knows that when COVID hit, we, we, they were the heroes. I mean, you had, you had memes out there. You had right. Those people posting on social media, teachers need to be paid $1 million. I've had my kid home for one week and I don't know how they do it. Right. And Oh, how quickly that changed. I actually got more messages on our uh, Instagram page, Intricate Roots, from teachers saying this episode was amazing. I think it validated kind of where they're at and what they're experiencing. And they still have the hero hat on. And we've taken that humanity out of it. Of We know there needs to be an emphasis on healing, on social emotional learning, which is part of academics. But oh no, we keep that hero cape on and we just say, make up the loss. You're superheroes. Yeah. You can do it. Make up the loss, and we bypass all of the space needed for healing for them and for our students. And no one has lived that uh, more than Nelba. Yeah, yeah. And her and her community. But my, what I'll even use the name of her daughter. What grace has come mm -hmm. out of it all? And much needs to be done. But they they turned their suffering into really value, and maybe even joy at times, certainly not at other times, but they have not wasted their suffering. They have used it for good in that area and, and affecting, you know, just listening to her talk, she's affecting thousands of people across the country, but they, they made good out of it. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate all the good that, that we're doing, Jamie, for you kind of producing this for Katie, for all the behind the scenes stuff of putting the episodes together and I know all of us are busy, but this, I say it every, every reflection time, this journey has been so much more rewarding than I ever anticipated. When we started this, it was because 
I felt like I, it was almost like I needed some therapy. I needed a, a space to like, feel like I was doing something. I knew that Grainer would be silly enough to, to take this on with me. And it's been actually really helpful during COVID. Really helpful to, to find people that are passionate about changing it, that are willing to have difficult conversations about the reality that we're in. So I can't thank you all enough as a team for, for every, every other week. Here we are. Well, you're welcome. We're glad you had the vision for understanding that we are in a time of a, our system is very dynamic, changeable. Yeah. We're open right now. It's the yeah. time to talk. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. No, it's been inspiring. And I, 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 I get energy from everyone we talk to. It helps. Absolutely. It helps. Absolutely. Well, again, this is episode 20. And so, um, I mean, we'll see you. I'll see you two in our next interview, but we'll release another reflection after our next four uh, episodes. And again, listeners, thanks. Thanks for all you do to our teachers, to our parents, to our admin, um, to our coaches, everyone listening. We appreciate your time and take care of yourselves, everybody. Have Have grace. Have grace. Have grace. Bye, y'all. Bye. The young man who hasn't lost his teeth yet calls the cops just to learn to use a telephone. The train of cars just a laughing at the sunset's cold as hell cause the devil takes a back road. Swing set can't explain what it takes to make a house a home. And if you tell it to the nation, yeah, you know, you know that they already know.